0: we are recording the podcast Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Recipes for Disaster, the podcast. I am your disaster, Iris Ramirez, and today I have a really awesome guest who is hilarious. They are such a great person. I met them through school, and <laughs> and they're just fantastic all around. Um, they are also a musician, and they are a pretty badass one, if I do say so. Um, and yeah hello, guest. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. Now that we are recording this podcast, this has been like a plan since last semester. We wanted to do this, and I was just going through like a mental, oh yeah, a mental time. and I was like, hey, we're just going to push this back a little bit, but it's okay. Now we're doing it. Do so, it. <laughs> Hello. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who are you? What is your life story? Your blood type? I'm just kidding. You don't have to give us that. But yeah, just hello. How are you? What's your name? Tell us all. <laughs> um, okay. My name is
1: Morgan. Um, I am from the Tulsa area, a little outside of Tulsa Um from a town that i don't like to talk about <laughs> um i'm i just turned 21 a few weeks ago so that's exciting Ooh. party time um i have been playing drums for about 13 years um so i started drum lessons when i was like seven because my parents didn't know what to do with me um so they're like Get here the you go and all, all that <laughs> right. energy <laughs> right
0: and now i'm diagnosed with adhd so we're doing great. That's hilarious. Yeah, my parents put me in soccer because I would run around too much, and they were like, "Just please, <laughs> please, for the love of God, do something else." Right. Like, so no, I'd be like banging on
1: pots in the kitchen, and they're like,
0: "Go, go outside, go do something else." <laughs> so did you start off with like what kind of like drum lessons was was it was it just like those standard like what you think of in a rock band kind of drums or was it like um so classical? Actually, it was
1: um with my great granddad's church oh cool they were doing they were doing like free drum lessons or whatever it was with this guy he he couldn't have been older than like 18 or 19 um teaching these children how to play drums um but I started learning with uh brushes (laughs) and they would only play hymns but they would have drums in it for some reason um so that's what I started with um, and then I like kept practicing. I didn't go to lessons for a couple years. Um, got really good at the game rock band, obviously. Um, and then started sixth grade. I actually really wanted to play the flute in band. Oh, that's so cool. And my parents would not let me. So they're, they're like, oh yeah, percussion will be cheaper. I don't know what caused them to think that, but
0: here we are. (laughs) That's funny. That's the whole reason I started singing was because it was free. Like literally I was like, I can't afford an instrument. So I'm just going to sing because that's all I got. And so, yeah, I completely understand that. But that's, that's really cool. So like with brushes, it's like a specific kind of like, it's like a
1: completely different technique than, than like just using drumsticks. Cause like, I don't know. It's, it's weighted differently. Cause it's like Um... really back heavy since there's literally nothing on the front. Yeah, that's heavy. Um, so it's a different technique. So when I got into band in sixth grade, they're like, "What are you doing?" I like ha- I'd rarely played with actual drumsticks. So like, what are you doing? It's like I learned on brushes. They're like, what?
0: <laughs> "What? Who did this to you?" Oh, that's funny. So you had to like unlearn everything. <laughs> yes, basically. it was. Oh my gosh, sixth grade is terrible. So then when you got to um like middle school, you were playing like classical like mm-hmm. kind of drums for like drumline or for like
1: I did I did drumline starting in high school but all through middle school I did just like concert percussion so I would play like xylophone or timpani bass drum like whatever they needed is what I would play they kind of taught us how to be well-rounded some more than others but
0: yeah okay cool so and then how so I know very little about percussion Mm -hmm. like I can't tell you the difference between a xylophone and like whatever else um, mar- I'm marimba. Marimba. marimba yeah I, That's okay. I know there's a difference but I just <laughs> I don't know it so um what was that like going from like playing like just regular drums to like different instruments uh, is it kind of similar in a way or is it it definitely was a learning curve um
1: I think my biggest downfall was that I didn't know how to read music I just learned like I was just taught by ear
0: oh, like the guy right. would just
1: show me and I would just mimic it Um, which I mean, is not a bad way to learn it, but I just kind of did everything by ear because it's a lot easier to hear on a drum set than on, on other instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was definitely that learning curve of, I could not read sheet music to (laughs) save my life, but I'm like, but they would play something and I could, I could repeat it, but it, yeah, Yeah. it was, sixth grade was weird.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't learn how to read music properly until college, so... Oh my goodness. Fun story. I I mean, I could read music, but it would take me... I literally had to count every single letter, mm-hmm. like, very slowly, and then I would have to spend, like, hours practicing to get through a few measures. Like, mm-hmm. that was high school for me, and I couldn't sight read. I couldn't do anything, and then when I got to college, then, yeah, music theory and piano really helped. Oh, God. <laughs> music theory kicked my ass the first semester. Oh, with that one professor with the one professor yep yep Yep. that's okay that's where i actually like
1: first met you were the first person that i ever talked to at tu and i remember because you have a at least fairly unique name and so i was like oh yeah iris i know her because i sat right next to you on the first day of music theory and i was
0: terrified but you were like my first friend so funny uh i kind of blocked out that day not gonna lie so i actually ended up blocking out that day specifically uh-huh. the first day <laughs> morgan just had a coughing fit and so <laughs> we're jumping back into it's fine. this it's fine. It's, it's fine um so that that day the first day of college for me was crazy because i was In a new city, a new state. Oh, yeah. I Mm -hmm. knew absolutely nobody. I had no friends whatsoever other than people from orientation. But even then, it was awkward and I hated it. Mm -hmm. And it was... It wasn't... That day, I had two classes, and it was, mm. like, 9 a.m. Music theory was the first mm. one. And also, it was my 18th birthday. Oh, my god! The gosh. first day of classes. And so I... I didn't even know that. My roommate forgot it was my birthday. So oh, I was no. just I was just going through, like, this whole day. And so I kind of blocked that day out because it was just really funny, but it was also just really sad because mm. I was, like, I'm spending my 18th birthday in music theory and environment <laughs> and humanities. Like... I hate this that's nasty nasty. (laughs) yeah it was uh it was such a good time but that's really funny I didn't know that yeah (laughs) I'm terrible with names but yours was like the first one I remembered that's so funny um it was just really weird I didn't even know we sat next to each other Mm -hmm. I was probably like yes a friend (laughs) and then (laughs) going over yeah so but that's really cool though I like that you have that kind of diverse background of like learning learning drums and Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of your music story with that and just how it all kind of played out and now Mm -hmm. you're here music ed major oh yeah (laughs) living the life living the dream yeah it's uh what a great time this is and so yeah that's how we met was Mm -hmm. through our first music class and did we have piano together I can't remember
1: I think so at least
0: one of the semesters we had it together i know well i know that one semester we had it together but then like we switched days like i was i had a right. lesson on tuesday you had yours on thursday right i think we, we kinda... did well because i did the first year of um class piano so
1: i think we were in class piano together at least once
0: probably i think so that makes sense With the one oh. german guy do you remember Yes. yeah, yeah.
1: okay we were yeah. in the class. okay <laughs> i i always have to sit towards the front so I have no idea who like who is behind me, um, because if I don't sit in the front, then I don't pay attention. <laughs> I'm like, mm, ADHD, yeah.
0: love it. That class in piano, my friend Kellen, uh, was in that class too. I'm saying my friend because. So people know. Um, but Kellen was in that class as well. And we used to just, like, screw around the whole time. Like, I, he would be practicing. And then I would reach over because he was sitting right next to me on the And just on the turn off his pen. No, I would just, like, start pressing, like, keys. And oh he would gosh. just look at me. And then I would, like, hand him random crap, too. And so he's, like, so focused he would just, like, take it and then be like, what is this? <laughs> and so God. we would, like, hardly get anything done. And it was really hilarious that's Mm.
1: how the percussion section is an ensemble rehearsal really like we're just sitting back there like laying on the floor and we just like pass stuff to each other just start hitting random it oh my gosh it makes professor wagner so mad
0: oh i love that guy (laughs) side note did you get the email from him about music history yes i'm like because i i talked to him in um our conducting lesson
1: and i was he's like oh are you in music history too and i was like yeah um and he's like okay
0: we're gonna like actually have structure for this class and i was like great because it did not go well the last time no uh that's yeah i'm excited i'm sure that people are like already like out of this podcast they're just like why are they talking about music history stuff (laughs) no but like it's i am really intrigued with like Actually, now that I'm reading the textbook and now that I'm like actually seeing, is it the same textbook? It is. Okay, thank
1: God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, did I did I forget to get another textbook? Because that has happened like every semester.
0: I know. Um, there you have to buy like another one that goes along with it, but there, but it's the same overall textbook. Oh, okay, okay. So that's fine. there's like the sheet music book. Mm-hmm. You have to buy that one again. Oh, okay. that's fine. yeah. So I got that one. So thrift books has been my i'm gonna order i'm gonna order i got like
1: two or three of my books for like four dollars yeah granted they're not the right edition but (laughs) they're there yeah just take some digging it's fun
0: yeah um i'm gonna order some stephen king books from thrift books because i fun story i had to uh, it was a whole process because I'm in a Stephen King class this semester. And so that's I, a thing. It's um a first seminar. So uh, and the topic okay. is OK. So a first seminar is like writing. It's like a writing class right. that you take once you've taken your first class. I had to I had to take. Oh, what was it? My first seminar
1: was a uh, contemporary American music education <laughs> with Dr. with w- Dr. Wacker. Oh, my
0: gosh. But I had Jared right next to me. And that was. Did how that did that go? Work. How does he teach? Does he? I mean, like, how does he teach? Like, how does, like, I, I've heard he's really, really great with, like, just music classes, like, that he's teaching and stuff. Oh, like, he's, he is fantastic. Yeah. It's, with the
1: people in the class, it's really hard to get off on tangents, and he's like, okay, bring it back in. Like, he's very good at classroom management and very good at staying on topic. Sometimes he'll, like, point out, like, people in class and, like, tease them or whatever, but... It just makes it more interesting cuz yeah. you never know if you're the one that's going to get picked. It was always me. But <laughs> you know, at least I at least I came in knowing yeah. that it was
0: Well, and be. I think when like he knows you more, I think that Oh yeah. kind of gives him like the room to do that, you know. So, anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, first seminar class, um I'm taking the Stephen King book. So, it's a writing class and uh we're reading two different books and I had to get this book and I I get a student loan refund every Mm -hmm. semester right and this semester fun story it kicked in today so I spent the first week without any books or anything because I can't afford them because I'm waiting for that loan and so Mm -hmm. I went and I tried to look at the El Paso library because they have like an online thing where you could like check out books online and so yeah yeah, and so I went to do that and they only had the audiobook and I was like well crap and then (laughs) I went to our library at TU and I they, they had it but I couldn't check it out because I had a borrowed a mariachi music in america book and i had it returned it and i've already renewed it three times so i couldn't check out another book until i returned that one and i was like i don't know how long it's gonna take to kick in and like uh it was a whole mess so then i ended up going to the extremes of getting a library card for tulsa public library oh my (laughs) god Oh my God. and i got a library card online and i'm using their online system and i finally got to check out the book the stephen king <laughs> book that i needed like oh online goodness. and so now i'm reading it and so now i have to go to thrift books the whole purpose of this is now i have to go to thrift books now that i have a loan and, right and now i can check out the real book because right. my pages are whack like we're supposed to be reading pages, like, 1 through 68 or something of the book. And mine is, my version of it is, like, 1 through 93. And so I'm like, this is... What in is, the world?
1: I know. Is it just, like, different with the online format? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. of,
0: Because of the text and everything. And so I'm like, this is taking forever. And I'm just having a real good time. With, that sounds like a wonderful time. Yeah. So normalize having to take out student loans. <laughs> <laughs> overall yeah. message of that <laughs> normalize it. no I, I do the same thing I'm still waiting on mine yeah it's it should probably kick in soon because I waited so long for that and now I can pay my electric bill and Yay. which came out yesterday I think I don't know if you got yours but <laughs> we're neighbors
1: oh yeah we're neighbors yeah we communicate via taps on the wall sometimes
0: yeah it's and great. It's, it's great and I was so excited to learn that you and alexis were gonna be my neighbors because i really didn't want to deal with like not knowing my neighbors uh-huh. and i feel like it makes it more interesting and i'm glad uh-huh. like especially right now during the pandemic like i'm so glad that like i have a friend
1: right I. I, d- I didn't know where you were going
0: with that i thought you were gonna
1: say something it's like it's really nice to know that you don't have any weird like habits or hobbies it, or, i was like oh god <laughs> Did she hear me playing the piano at four in the morning? Like what? <laughs> Practicing <laughs> for your lesson There, <laughs> <laughs> I don't practice for lessons until the day before. Um, unless it's percussion, that I have to practice every day or my professor will kick my butt.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm the same way, like screaming my <laughs> vocal pieces. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know you can probably hear me thankfully it's not too bad it's not too bad no i mean are thick enough yeah we basically the way that our apartments work is like we share just like one wall like we have our apartments are technically they're three stories but we only have access to the second and third story Mm -hmm. and the first story is like a garage that the school uses so the students were allowed to use
1: them at one point and then for some reason i don't know we're not allowed to use them anymore which i think is stupid
0: yeah, because we're paying like a yeah, I ton know. For this apartment. <laughs> like, this is, these are like the nicest apartments on campus. I'm like can't even use the freaking garage. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> well, these were for married couples too. Yeah, like at first, and well, I'm not married, Iris. Not yet. This is the sum up of anyway. Our, anyway, our friendship. Other tangent. <laughs> How to sum up our friendship is just us, like, low-key flirty, but then also, like, but then when it gets too much, we're just like, okay. We're okay. like, oh, okay, <laughs>
1: anyway, bye. <laughs> Gotta
0: go. <laughs> Gotta go practice. But it's weird when you're in my house, and my roommate is egging it
1: on, and then I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to bed, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, and because you have a boyfriend too, right? Yes. So. Unfortunately. <laughs> Nah, I like him sometimes. That's hilarious. Um Yeah, so <laughs> anyways, um so yeah, music is fun. Music yeah. is fun. And classes are not fun. Music. Uh, is fun. Yeah, uh that's the whole thing. But normalize student loans and bucks is your friend. Normalize slightly flirting with your friends normalize um just crashing through their wall
1: yeah at any time in the day
0: yeah or not just to chat on you know yeah Learn you know, morse code or something <laughs> that would be great so okay so this podcast is recipes for disaster So now the actual point of the, podcast. of the actual point of this podcast um this is usually how it goes anyways yeah, like <laughs> we just talk for a while and then and we get on into the story part. So your story I feel like I have kind of been a part of in a way, just because I mean, not only do we live next door, but I've kind of I have also had to make some of my own like adjustments, I guess, in a way, to parts of your story. Um, at least like the later on parts of it. Mm-hmm. So There's a lot of parts. Of <laughs> there's a mean, lot of parts. Like any story, there's a lot of parts, yes. So yeah. Do you want to go ahead and start start telling us? Sure. Let's let's go with your disaster uh, <laughs> with
1: Morgan's ADHD storytelling. So, um, do I tell the title of my story? Do, is that a thing? Yeah, you can. Okay. So I want. I titled this story "The Force Awakens," <laughs> um, and that is funny later on. You're probably like, "What in the world?" But okay. So it started with how was it like 2007 or 2008 or something. Um, my family live there's five of us. that's my parents and I have two siblings. So we <laughs> me and my two sisters shared one bedroom mm-hmm. in this house. super tiny, we're always together. We got real tired of each other real fast, but I was like super young so it didn't really matter. Um, but we had family movie nights like at least once a week. I think they coordinated with Pizza Night, which was every Monday. <laughs> That was the only time we got to eat out in the week, but my mom got Mazio's pizza, um, and we ate that. So, I think it was a Monday night, and we were watching Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So, this is my first time ever watching Star Wars. My dad is a huge fan, like, went to the original showing, like, this was his life. So, we're watching Star Wars, episode four, obviously, it's what you start with. Come on. Um, So, we're watching Star Wars, and then Princess Leia came on the screen, and I was just like, Oh my God, that is the prettiest lady I've ever seen. In my I was like seven. Like that is the prettiest lady I've ever seen in my life. And then from that point, we just like, you know, continue watching the movies, whatever, watched all of them. But I just was like kind of sitting there in my room that I shared with like 18,000 other people. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot stop thinking about Princess Leia. <laughs> it was like, Oh my God. I- this was like a crisis I was having. <laughs> and then, like, as that progressed, I got older, whatever. I kind of was, like, realizing, I'm like, oh, my God, I might be gay. <laughs> and I was, like, trying to rationalize that because my family grew up very, very religious. And so that was always something that was, like, wrong. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, weird. I'm. They're going to hate me. They're going to disown me whatever. So I just, you know, go through my life. Um, and then I hit about my freshman year of high school or so. Um, but at this point I had already been dating, um, this girl. I will change her name like Jenny or something. Yeah. That works. That works. So I was dating Jenny for like almost two years at this point. Like it'd been a, a while. Um, And then I hit my freshman year of high school, and Jenny broke up with me, like, out of the blue, like, Mm -hmm. a month or something before our, our, like, two-year
0: anniversary, which was a big deal, like, in, like, middle school and high school. Yeah, to be together, like, for a longer period of time like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a 45-year marriage at that point, like. (laughs) In middle school years. In
1: middle school, right? And we were, like, talking about, like, after we graduate, we're gonna like move somewhere, and we're gonna like get married and do all this stuff. You know, as middle school kids do. You're like having flashbacks right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it was just not a great you know relationship, and we were both kind of just like finding ourselves and figuring out who we wanted to be. And as you and, do in high school, right. So Jenny broke up with me in my freshman year of high school, and that was like that kind of like, turning point, I'm like, oh my god, maybe I'm not, but, like, maybe I am, but also maybe I'm not, and then you throw the, like, the gender thing in there, and it was just... It's a whole different world. And so, honestly, like, my freshman year of high school is probably one of the worst years of my life. I was dealing with a, uh, like, a close friend who had just committed suicide, and my ex-girlfriend trying to like weasel her way back in the picture but also out and in and it was it was just terrible um but fast forward through high school still finding myself and then I get to my freshman year of college and I'm like okay this is what I'm gonna do Morgan you're not gonna lie to yourself anymore you're not gonna lie to everybody else anymore I'm like you are gonna like who you like and you're gonna be who you want to be so, I got to college and this was the first time I had been pretty much out to everyone in my mm-hmm. life. Not, I mean, everyone in my college life. Right. Um so like all my friends, all my professors, um I decided to change my pronouns and and do things like that and this was like the first time in my life that I felt like actually accepted mm-hmm. and like understood and respected for who I like was. Um But it's, so it started with Princess Leia, and now, you know, whatever, like, how, like 11 years, so whatever. (laughs) However many years later, I'm, like, finally comfortable with myself and realizing that it's not an issue. Like, it's not a problem, me being who I am. It's not really affecting anybody else but me. Um, I've made so many amazing friends along the way. Um, I... Iris being one of them, Hello. and Iris helping <laughs> me come to terms with a lot of things, and so yeah,
0: a disaster to slightly less of a disaster, controlled disaster, <laughs> controlled disaster. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so how did how did your boyfriend end up in this picture? So okay, so my again, my freshman year of high school.
1: He was a sophomore at the time. We met in marching band. Mm-hmm. Classic love story right here. <laughs> um, so we met in marching band my freshman year of high school. And um, he played baritone. And I was in the drumline. I was playing quads at the time. So in our like little warm-up block, whatever, he was directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I was right behind him. And the first time we'd ever like actually interacted, because like after Jenny broke up with me, we had like kind of, like we had seen each other and we were like, kind of like acquaintances or whatever. Um, but I guess he had this huge crush on me mm-hmm. and I had no idea. So he stood right in front of me in our block and we did an exercise where we're working on like slides or whatever, so your like feet are going one way but your body's facing the other way. Um, and so we had to like hold their shoulders to make sure that they were like going in their proper direction or whatever. I was carrying these, like, 40-pound drums on my body, and I was like, okay, this kid's, like, six feet tall. I'm, like, five foot three. I can't even reach his freaking shoulder. So I, like, take my drums off, whatever. I'm, like, holding his shoulder. I'm, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Drumline doesn't do this. We, like, sidestep, whatever. And then hes they're like, okay, now switch. And so I'm, like, wearing these huge drums, and he, like, has his baritone tucked under his, like, armpit or whatever. He's, like, I don't know what to do either. And we were just, like, so awkwardly interact. I mean, high school kids. Right. Awkwardly interacting. We're both, like, sweaty. We've been outside for three hours. And we're just like, this is really weird. And then, whatever, time goes on. We start, like, actually kind of talking like friends. Um, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I have, like, a crush on this kid. <laughs> and then we were in the same math. I was, for a period of my life, in an advanced math class. And so he, it was a regular math class, but for a grade up. So mm-hmm. he was a sophomore. I was a freshman. I was the only freshman in this class. Um, and the teacher sat us right next to each other. Um, she like moved the seating chart, sat us right next to each other. And he was like, hey, so like I would heard some people talking and I just wanted to like make sure like, do you have like any kind of preferred pronouns? Like for name you want me to call you? I just, I want to be respectful. I just, I just want to know. And I was like, yeah. yeah, so like crying, talking to this cute boy. And I like post about it on like my Instagram later. And then he finds this. And the next day he asked me for my number and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so we're like texting. We text for like a good month or so, you know, high school. Yeah. And I had asked him, I was like, hey, do you want to do like a, like a matching Halloween costume with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And so we had that plan. So I kind of knew thing- it was going to happen. We were going to mm-hmm. like actually start dating at some point. Um, so like the week before, a couple weeks before Halloween, he's, we were at the football game. It was in like Grove or something, Grove, Oklahoma. Um, and after halftime, he'd given me his jacket. Ugh. I know, Ugh. it's so corny. He gave me his jacket and then he asked me to be, you know, his partner, whatever girlfriend at the time. Not now. Um, so, and then we just kind of stayed together through all that. He's known about all this stuff, like, from the beginning. Um, and he's not straight either. So, it just kind of worked out. And now we're hopefully at some point about to get married. Been together just over six years. It'll be seven years this year.
0: Wow. That is really crazy. I... It's been a weird it's been a weird ride i think it's so cute though i i really pretty do adorable. the fact that he had asked you like your pronouns mm-hmm. and just wanted to know about you mm-hmm. right away from the right. beginning just and especially in high school i feel like sometimes we can get kind of like just trapped in this like own little society mm-hmm. and we stick to our norms and it gets really just i think it's really i think it's really cool that he just Didn't stick to those high school norms and, and was comfortable doing that. That's what I'm getting at is like how how comfortable he was just Mm -hmm. like asking you and, and thinking outside that Mm -hmm. that high school box. Right, and like
1: that was like a very profound moment for me because I'm like no one's ever asked that before. Like no one's ever asked like okay what is respectful and what's not respectful because Mm -hmm. I I had been bullied a lot. like in late middle school, pretty much all through high school, um, for being like different and wanting to dress differently. And like, I looked completely different every year of high school mm-hmm. as one does. Um, but like my ex had made me feel really bad about wanting to like use different pronouns. And, and that's part of why we ended up breaking up. I have been there before. Yep. It's, it's, it's terrible. And so I don't know, I just felt like, not a person that was like worthy of that respect. I'm like, no one's ever given this to me before. And then this freaking nerdy ass Doctor Who loving kid comes he was into like my six life with something. Yeah, he's like six feet tall. He was a Boy Scout. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> he like was like, "What are your pronouns? Do you have like a different name you want me to call you by? Like, I've heard a lot of things, but I just want to like get this straight." Um, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm not," but Grey. um <laughs> just get that let's just get that out of the way now um and then it's we have grown obviously grown together for the last six and a half years so we we have a very good like mutual understanding of each other and that's very nice
0: it's very nice to have yeah um yeah, and I, I've met him before, and he is such a sweetie. He's a giant dork. Don't even kid yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was He's so cute though. I was carrying some boxes, some, like, my Christmas presents back up to my apartment, and he was like, do you need help with those? Like, he just, like, like stopped to, like, ask me, and I was like, you're so sweet. And <laughs> and right away, too, he also asked me, like, what my, like, pronouns were, too, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really nice. And- oh, yeah. I've, I don't know if it's, like, me conditioning him or him just, like, taking that
1: initiative, but he pretty much asks everybody that he like his first meeting is like, Hey, my name's Tim. What are your pronouns? I mine are he him. What are yours? Like he makes that step and I'm like So proud. <laughs> Sweet little boy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh that's that's awesome. And something I kinda wanted to point out is like I feel like at least for me personally, it was a learning process to get used to different pronouns. And mm-hmm. that's something I also kinda wanted to bring up too was just how it's not an easy process, at least, like, on my side. I don't know Mm -hmm. if if other people are, like, having a great time and they adjusted right (laughs) away. But, like, I definitely found myself struggling when you had came out to me and told me, Mm -hmm. like, hey, my pronouns are they, them now. Mm -hmm. I found myself, like, really, really struggling to, like, make that change. And I tried so hard. (laughs) I would beat myself up every single time I would use, like, the wrong Mm -hmm. pronouns. And I think that's something that most people... Don't necessarily talk a lot about too is like how difficult that can be on mm-hmm. like other people. And because, like, at least for me, like, I'm so happy for you and I want to support right. you in every single way that I can. But it's just, it does get really hard for me to like mm-hmm. when I go from like one way to like having to switch and like really, really right. think about it. So
1: I think that I know it's, it's different for every, every non binary person. Um, but for me personally, um, Coming to terms with that was also really difficult. Um, and it took me a while to, like, adjust my way of thinking because, mm-hmm. like, I would go home and my family would be like, oh, Morgan, she's so great, like, whatever. And so, like, I ha- I find myself having to, like, switch that in my brain. I'm obviously more used to it now. I've been out for a couple of years. But it is difficult for a lot of other people because it's, it's just a weird thing to adjust to. Um, and I personally will never get mad, or never get upset, or anything, um, if someone messes up my pronouns, because I'm like, it's an easy thing to mess up, like, it's fine, um, but the fact that I know you're making an effort, Mm -hmm. and that I know you want to, like, not be disrespectful, and you don't want to, like, mess it up, that's enough for me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't feel invalidated if you accidentally, you know, say the wrong pronoun, or whatever, it's the fact that you try, and that you want to, and the the fact that you get upset about it. Right. I'm like that's don't beat yourself up about it. It's fine. <laughs> like honestly, it's fine. It happens a lot. I'm it I'm past it upsetting me. Like it's okay. But I think it's it's different for every for every person. So if you have a non-binary person in your life, just have that conversation. Just be like, "Hey, this is a really hard thing for me, so please don't like get upset if I mess it up." Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they'll understand. They won't get upset. But having that conversation is also really helpful.
0: Right. Yeah. So definitely talking with with that person and letting them know, like, hey, I'm struggling <laughs> yeah. to to get this change going. Yeah. And, and we're always here to help. We're always we're people too. <laughs> it's just just talk. It's okay. Yeah. And side note, like, we don't have to talk about this too if you don't want mm-hmm. to, but like, how has it been like when you go out in like public and stuff and like mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, because I'm, I'm sure people don't automatically know like they, them. Yeah. It's so it's a little frustrating. Um, like if I have a long shift at work,
1: I, so I work at Starbucks. Um, I'm a shift manager. I've been there for almost four years. So this is, this has been a process for like all my coworkers too, but Starbucks has been a place that has been really loving and accepting, mm-hmm. um, and validating. So I don't know. Starbucks also kind of saved me in a way, but I, I, Never put myself on drive-through. I hate it. I don't like interacting with people. Just you know, mm-hmm. as a person, um, I'm bad <laughs> at talking to people. But I don't know when I'm on drive-through. Like, oh, thank you, ma'am. I'm like, oh, yeah. like cringing a little bit. I'm like, I know they don't know, but I don't look like this for yeah. people to call me ma'am. You know, yeah. it's. I don't know. I think it's it more frustrates me with people that don't have any regard mm-hmm. for it cuz i'm like i have like i have my little pin that i wear and so when they just don't do that i'm like <laughs> i'm like you yeah. can look
0: at my name tag and be like thank you morgan but not you know yeah and i think that's something that i at least ever since like like talking to you about things i have and especially our advisor dr wacker mm-hmm. is very much like don't say like hey guys or like yeah. don't use those kind of mm-hmm. Kind of words, and I've been trying to be super careful about it. But I also try and use people's like name right. instead. Or if I I don't, and I don't necessarily know if this is like the right thing to do. But if I don't know someone's gender identity, mm-hmm. like I will say them. Right. And I will use that as just like a neutral like. Yep. I do. I do the exact same thing. Okay. I'm like you are they <laughs> them until you tell me your pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just it's really difficult, especially when you just you don't know mm-hmm. and you aren't really comfortable enough with the person to be like what are your pronouns like yeah. I mean not like Tim like Tim is fantastic right. and <laughs> right. and could do that but yeah it's it's definitely it's something I have been trying to I guess adjust to but also just learn more about mm-hmm. like, yeah, just be more conscious of exactly yeah. yeah and I'm taking now starting next week I will be taking like some like little one hour session things on mm-hmm learning more about the lgbtq plus community oh that's awesome yeah and it's a part of what our school is doing for people who are interested in being like uh, a peer mentor or anything like that and so nice yeah that's really cool yeah and so i'm gonna take that just so i i'm more aware of of like not saying something that's wrong Mm -hmm. because i'm so scared that i'm gonna say something that's wrong and like even though i'm trying so hard and it's just it is something that is is difficult for Mm -hmm. me to to kind of understand, but I'm learning. And I think that's the most important part, is just learning. I wish more people could be like you, Iris. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. More people could
1: make that. It's the small effort that, like, people in the LGBT community notice. Like, we're not trying to, like, convert you or whatever. We're just trying to make you aware that, yeah, there's people out there that aren't like you. Mm -hmm. But they are also people, and they also deserve your respect.
0: Right, exactly. It's
1: a weird balance, but...
0: Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. And I mean, I've had my own moments of like, okay, what am I? Who mm-hmm. am I? Like, how do I feel a certain way? Is this right? Is this wrong? And mm-hmm. especially when you throw in religion to the question, it becomes oh, a yeah. whole, whole other can other of worms. Other thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, I understand how difficult it is. And for you to be able to come to terms with like, yes, this is who I am. That is mm-hmm. such an important just moment. And mm-hmm it's important to you so it should be important to me too right to make that effort and to help you in any way that i can and so yeah and i think that's really what it means to be like i guess like an ally of the lgbtq plus community like is is to make that effort and even even if you're not comfortable going out to like pride parades or like things like that just being like like conscientious of like everything going on right
1: yeah we're not asking you to like wave a gay flag and, and go to Pride and do all that stuff. We're not asking you to watch Drag Race, but we're asking you to just like the people that you're around, like, just don't outright be disrespectful. Like, I feel like that's just kind of human decency. Right. But I don't know. It's a weird thing Yeah. to do. Like, I I don't have any problem with people that are different than me, but making that effort because I'm like, I feel like I'm making that effort. Right right to accommodate so I'm like why can't you accommodate to something that's really easy to accommodate to yeah so people are weird
0: (laughs) just in general yeah so I guess overall like how is this how has this been for you is it I mean obviously it wasn't an easy process um no
1: it's not an easy process being
0: able to see
1: the finish line Mm -hmm. has been it's it's been interesting but being able to be out and, like, I have my pronouns at the bottom of, like, every one of my emails. And so my professors are now starting to notice. And having that conversation with people in a completely different generation mm-hmm. is, I'm, like, I'm getting to educate them. And, like, we're getting to have this conversation and this open dialogue. And it's it's been amazing, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, being able to be out finally to anyone in my life has been, it's been really nice. Right. It's been really nice. It's just coming to terms with with who I am and that people understand that and see that.
0: Yeah. And it has it, I guess something I want to talk about, but also we don't have to is mm-hmm. like having family around you who mm-hmm. may or may not be as supportive as your college community. Yeah.
1: And I think for me, it was like starting with one area of my life that I'm just completely open and honest and stuff. Um, I'm not out to my family in any way, shape, or form. Although, I'm surprised they haven't figured it out, (laughs) based on the, you know, everything about me. Um, and, like, after I dated, um, Jenny, they, like, I told them at least a little snippet. I'm like, yeah, we dated for a while, realized it wasn't gonna work, and ended it. I didn't tell them it was, like, a whole, almost two-year relationship, but... They know that that's something that I've struggled with for a while. Mm-hmm. They think I've grown out of it since I, you know, have, like, a boyfriend or whatever. Um, it's it's hard. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. Um, not being able to, you know, be completely honest and authentic with, you know, the people that raised me, people mm-hmm. that created me. I think once I get older and have a slightly better relationship with some of my family members, that it'll be easier to have that conversation but honestly, now hearing like how some of my family members talk about people in that community, and uh, it's—I've just heard them say some some very just disgusting things—and I'm like, I don't want that to—I don't want me to be on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that's something that all—it's—it's it's always going to be a little bit of a struggle, but I don't know. I think that's something that will become a little bit easier with time. And when I'm away for longer, because I just moved out of my parents' house like six months ago. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, <laughs> once I'm out for a while, and it'll it'll be easier to to have that conversation, because I don't feel like I'm gonna be like punished or whatever for it, you know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So having that community outside a family is so important, and just finding finding community within like. The LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And I'm
1: like, you guys are like my chosen family. (laughs) I I love it so much. Everyone, everyone in this community, or not everyone, but a lot of people that I've met in this community have been very open and accepting. And the environment at the university is so open and Mm -hmm. so inviting. And I don't feel like I'm going to step outside my apartment and be hate crimed. You know, I feel like people are going to accept me for who I am. and, And that's pretty much all I've received so far is acceptance. And, yeah,
0: yeah, it's been so nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm happy that you got to figure all this out. <laughs> it's, been a, some, it's been a long uh, road, but. Yeah. yeah, I know it's not, not easy at all. Um, so what is some, like, what is a piece of advice or just advice you would give to someone who is in your shoes and trying to figure all this out? What advice would you give them?
1: Um, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. 'Cause that's something that I struggled with for a long time is just trying to like suppress that side of me, like, oh no, this is not who I am, but it is. Right. Be honest with yourself. Um, therapy.
0: <laughs> Go to therapy. Oh my god.
1: Normalize therapy. Normalize therapy. I've been going since literally since my freshman year of high school. Um, and it's helped me get good um like coping mechanisms and normalize talking about my feelings and and that kind of thing normalize therapy yes talk to the people around you if you feel comfortable um
0: but yeah you might be surprised yeah i like that cool is there anything else you kind of want to add about about your story or anything we'll get into the recipe in a little bit but i think so i don't know Star Wars is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. That's Star Wars started this all, and it's mm. uh, that is hilarious. You should just <laughs> a thought. You should play, like have like a Star Wars like soundtrack song played at your funeral. Oh my god. Well, well we already started, started or- and ended it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, Tim and I are already planning on um, having uh, Star Wars music at our wedding.
0: Um, um, having, I thought you meant at your funeral. I was oh, like, Oh no, no, that's no. a little concerning. <laughs> I was kidding. I was
1: funeral. kidding. And so honestly, I didn't think I'd be here this long. But no, we we've already planned to put Star Wars music at our wedding and like all this stuff.
0: Oh, that's so cute. So now we're just waiting for him to to get on that. <laughs> we're still waiting. <laughs> Only been six years. It's fine. Um. Also, tell him if he needs help with that, I can definitely help. Either me or our mutual friend.
1: Oh yeah, we're. We've joked for, years. my, oh my gosh, my entire family is like, we'll start a GoFundMe if that's the problem. <laughs> he, well, I mean, he lost his job a few months back in November, uh, late October, early November.
0: Stupidest reason, huh? I, for stupidest yeah. So dumb.
1: <laughs> but now he is working full time um, and he's in a lab and he is making more than he made. At the other job, good. and it's a so much better environment.
0: So good. I'm hoping
1: now that he's full time and making more money, that a lot of fire under his ass or something. <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. Just be. I'm just being patient. <laughs> Patience is something that I have learned. I'm not good at, but it's but there. it's learned. <laughs> it's learned. Yeah. I know about it.
0: <laughs> cool. So yeah. now to the part of the podcast, uh, which is one of my favorite parts. So. This podcast is called Recipes for Disaster. Right. So what is a recipe that you think corresponds with your story?
1: So um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that I work for Starbucks. Um, I don't speak for the brand or the company, but <laughs> I, I love that job. Um, I started that job my uh, summer before my senior year of high school, and I was still figuring things out and... My, my Starbucks family has been some of the best community and some of my best friends that I've made. Um, so I'm going to give you my, my Starbucks drink that I've gotten for the last uh, two years or so. Um, it's called my swamp water. That is what my coworkers is it always the, like, call it the like
0: Capri Sun kind of? Yeah, it, uh. kinda, it
1: tastes like Capri Sun. It's really good. It looks intimidating. I've had it before. But it's really good. It's so good. Yeah, it is really good. So, okay, write this down. So it is, um, a, I always do a venti, a venti strawberry acai lemonade. I do it with light ice, two scoops of matcha. That's the weird part. Yeah. The matcha kind of dulls the like sourness of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cause our matcha is a, a little bit sweetened. Um, yeah. and it makes it look like a swamp because the strawberry size pink, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then I put peach juice in it. It, it seriously tastes like Capri Sun. Like it's amazing.
0: It's I like forget that Starbucks has peach juice. I think that's mm-hmm. what throws me off. We have peach and guava. And it's guava, good Mm-hmm. because of the oh, it's huh. it's good.
1: It's really good. Um, so we put all the stuff in a like a shaker, mm-hmm. like you would see like a bar. Yeah, I don't condone drinking. Um, <laughs> don't underage drink, but. You put it in a shaker and you like shake it all up and it turns this like really musty green color. (laughs) But I promise you, just don't don't look at it. Just get one of like the reusable cups. They're amazing.
0: It feels, or think of it as like a green juice almost. Yes, (laughs) so I had had a regular
1: um, forever and they would always ask me to make my drink. They had no idea what was in it. They're like, it tastes really good. I want Morgan's green, green drink. And so I always have to make it for them, and they loved it. And, yeah, so they, it's just my swamp water.
0: Your swamp water? Or my, my Shrek water.
1: Shrek water. <laughs> is what my high school coworker calls it. But it's amazing. Try it. It's very sweet, but it's good.
0: That's awesome. Cool. That's my recipe. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fun. I,
0: I thought we had a really good time. And, um,. I'm so excited for this episode to go up and thank you again to the Blue Hughes for writing the theme song to this. They wrote the theme song? They wrote the theme song. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited now. <laughs> love, the be- love the Blue Hughes. Yeah, thanks again to them for writing the theme song and yeah, uh, so now enjoy this small little audio clip of Morgan's coffee fit. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <coughs> We're dying here. <coughs> We're doing great. <coughs> you okay? <coughs> it's wallet <watering. laughs> room. It's okay. Power of editing. We're editing these things out. Oh my gosh. I'm <coughs> gone. Sorry. No, you're good. Do you need water? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <coughs> this is kind of a point of the podcast. This will go in, like, the... The blooper.
1: <laughs> the that. outtakes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <coughs>
0: <laughs> we'll do a thing at the end of the podcast, or at least this episode... And I'll be like, "Here's the coughing fit that happened." Oh my god! Sorry. Wow, I'm not allowed to drink coffee anymore. No, it's okay. Um, plenty of things have happened on this podcast so far. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure that's not the worst thing. No. <laughs> so far,
1: not the worst thing. Caleb
0: started singing. Like, just straight up started singing
1: <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> well, you don't ha- you don't have to worry about that from me. <laughs> Because I don't sing very well, so you won't hear it. Are you good? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. It's done. I'm done dying now. Okay. So on the podcast. (laughs) Okay.